You're listening to Eurovision Weekly. Listen live on Belfield FM Thursdays at 7 p.m. or listen whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to Eurovision Weekly. We are back. Thank you so much to everyone who continued to listen to the show over the Christmas break and engage with our previous episodes and interviews. It was great to see, you know, people continue to listen to us, engage with us. So thank you so, so much. But don't worry, we are back for brand new episodes after all this time. Now, you may recognise or realise that we don't have another person with me this week. The usual voice that you hear. Ava, unfortunately, cannot be with me for week one. That is because she's COVID at the moment, but we are wishing her all the best. And hopefully she will be back and raring to go for week two next week. But we have a very, very special show for you this week. It's our Eurosong 2022 special. That's because tomorrow night, Friday the 4th of February, Ireland will decide its representative for Eurovision Song Contest 2022. Two, it is super exciting. Now I can't be alone to do it because I need a very very special guest. She is known as Irlande Lupois on Twitter, and her <laughs> some of her tweets are very very funny. So you should follow her. But you may also recognise her face and voice from Eurovision Hub as a reactor. I am delighted to be joined by the amazing Louise throughout the show to you know discuss the six songs competing tonight and or tomorrow night should I say but yeah it's going to be great to discuss it all with Louise so we're delighted to have her welcome to the show Louise and not only will Louise be joining me we have four of the six artists competing on Eurosong 2022 on the show tonight we will be joined by Brooks Scullion, Patrick O'Sullivan, Brendan Murray and Rachel Good for interviews so stick around for those really really interesting stuff coming up in those little interviews so yeah stick around for that but of course, we want to hear from you also. If you want to get in contact with the show to voice your opinion or request a song, all the bits and bobs, you can contact us on all social media platforms. Instagram is at Eurovision Weekly. Twitter is at Euroweekly UCD. And if you want to email us, you can email us at EurovisionWeekly at gmail.com. Very, very straightforward. But let's not wait any longer. Tonight, we're going to be going through each song to give our opinions on that song. Plus playing it and if we have an interview we'll play the interview but let's kick off with song number one and I'm not going to introduce it, Louise isn't going to introduce it, it is the man himself. Here's song one competing in Eurosong 2022. Hi, my name is Patrick O'Sullivan and this is my song One Night, One Kiss, One Promise on Eurovision Weekly. somewhere here and I suppose I should have spoken up I think I probably should have volunteered oh my god I can't complain I appreciate that I'm not faced I love it when you say that Kiss one promise oh, 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 oh. One night, one kiss, one promise We're close 
That was Patrick O'Sullivan. One night, one kiss, one promise. Louise, you can kick it off. What do you think of Patrick's song? Connor, you know I am a fan of Patrick's song. Just a bit. Just a little bit. You know, I I first heard that um, a while ago now. And I just love the guitar riffs in there. It's a really feel-good song. Uh, There's definitely, you know, some influences in there of... It's like a little bit of you too. I don't know. Maybe I, I sense that because I watched Patrick on... The last thing you're standing, he did an incredible performance of Beautiful Day by U2. Uh, also, there's some very, you know, noteworthy songwriters on this song. Like we've got, of course, Nikki Byrne from Westlife, our 2016 representative. We've got Danny O'Reilly from The Coronas. That's a big name. We have a songwriter from All Twins. So, you know, they're... Your name dropping left, right and centre. <laughs> I know, you know, just my, my pals, Danny and Nikki and Patrick, you know. Um, yeah, but I love it. I mean... I, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this live tomorrow in the small late late studio. Um, it could it could really be a moment. There's, there's a nice anthemic feel to it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. I agree. I think I for me, I think the studio is good, but I think definitely when he performs it live, it will come alive because, as you said, last singer standing, he is such an amazing He's voice, amazing. absolutely and fantastic. His exactly, mm-hmm. he just commands a room the minute he starts singing. So I think that will definitely play into an advantage for him or like maybe the other performers but yeah I definitely agree I think Patrick is definitely one to watch tomorrow night definitely is one of the contenders oh yeah he he's up there and the juries will will back him they'll give him love definitely sure. so you actually spoke with Patrick this week I did I spoke to him he is such a lovely man really nice um lots of great things to say about Eurovision you know he has a really good attitude which is just wonderful to hear and he seems to just really be embracing the whole experience and He's definitely going to give it his all tomorrow. I completely agree. Now, like we said, you got to sit down with Patrick O'Sullivan earlier this week to discuss Eurosong 2022. But you all discussed, uh, you also discussed other things like what he was up to before Eurosong and how he got into singing. Here is our full interview with Patrick O'Sullivan. Hey, hi, everybody, all of our Eurovision Weekly listeners. My name is Louise and I'm here with Patrick O'Sullivan, one of the competitors for Eurosong, taking place this Friday in Ireland. 
And you are very welcome, Patrick. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, first of all, Patrick, I love your song, One Night, One Kiss, One Promise. Uh, even though it's very long to say, <laughs> but you can't get the chorus out of your head when you hear that title. Um, I suppose, just could you well, tell us... Well, you have Oh, thank you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about your your journey with music and um, I suppose what's what's brought you here now this year? Yeah, so I've I've been singing since I was 10 years old and I started off doing um, musical theatre stuff. And uh, and I guess I continued doing musical theatre stuff after school as well. I went to London and did a degree in musical theatre. Um in a college called the Arts Educational Schools London. And that um, that college, the principal of it is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, I always say that because okay. he seems to be the kind of <laughs> cornerstone that people who aren't into musical theatre recognise that name. Uh, yeah, so he that that's his college. And, um, and I went there and I did my degree for three years. And kind of since then, really, I've been doing um, all sorts of different bits. Like I've done pop musicals and I've done rock musicals I've done some more traditional stuff um lots of bits on the west end some international tours um kind of bits of everything um and I was in the book of mormon um just up until when the pandemic kicked off and uh, and obviously then we had to we had to close that down and we were kind of sent home basically so then um I found myself with a lot of time on my hands and I was like stuck in these four walls of my very very modest flat in London and oh, gosh. I hadn't it was yeah it was uh wasn't wasn't the best but like this I this ad this sponsored ad then came up on my Instagram for this TV show called The Last Singer Standing it was a brand new show on RTE a new singing show and like I'd never done one before and I'd never been particularly interested in doing one before either it just wasn't on on my radar really but I was like you know what like I've had no new experiences at all in about 18 months like when I look back at this point in my life there's going to be nothing that I remember so I was like I might as well like I'm available <laughs> I'm terminally available so I might as well give it a go and it might it might be a bit of fun if nothing else um and it was fun like it was great I I, I really enjoyed it um and I went on to to win that then which was brilliant um and Nikki Byrne hosted that show and then that's how Nikki and I kind of um got to know each other and of course Nikki is one of the co-writers on this song. So it's all kind of full circle in in a funny way. <laughs> yeah like it was great it was it was very fun actually because he had been doing some writing sessions with um Danny O'Reilly from the Coronas and Larkay uh from All Twins at the time and he was kind of hearing my voice and they had this song and they weren't sure was it going to be a Westlife song or was it going to be a Corona song or would it, would it have some other life um and he just he 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 gave me a call after the final show he was like look I've got this song and I think having having heard your voice I think you could do something really cool and interesting and kind of different with it so you know take it away and and have it sit with it for a couple of weeks and and see what you can do with it and if and and just kind of make it your own and then um and then we cut a demo of it and we kind of you know you never really know how these things are going to turn out until 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 you hear the final edit of it and like we just thought it was great we thought it was a really kind of interesting sound like it's up tempo but it's not just a kind of like one of the diamond dozen dance tracks that can that can kind of get lost in the mix at Eurovision it's it's got a story it's got a bit of a narrative to it it kind of in my mind it kind of combines like 
what Ireland is so good at and has been so good at in the Eurovision, that storytelling aspect of it. But it also has the opportunity to, to um, really kind of come alive on stage and you could do amazing things with the production on it as well, um, which I think Ireland could, uh, could, could benefit from doing. Yeah, absolutely. And there's an amazing team of songwriters that you've mentioned there. And I would have to agree with you. I think it's it's a great representation of what we have in the the Irish music scene at the moment, you know, and that kind of sound that we love. And I'd love to know, Patrick, can you tell us maybe why you were interested in Eurovision? Had you ever considered it before? Had it ever crossed your mind? Um, and when the opportunity was presented to you, what made you want to go for it? Well, I've considered it lots of times before, but no one has ever considered me before. Um, like growing up, I always loved this. It was, you know, it was something that I always watched and it was something that like there's seven of us in my family and it was, there are very few things that you can kind of actually all watch together and kind of, <laughs> and have a happy house. Um, and that was one of them. So I've got really fond memories of watching that growing up, but equally like I've been into singing in theatre and stuff since a very young age and I w- wasn't particularly into sport and all that kind of stuff so it was really special to me because like when it came around that time of year like all of a sudden my interests and like my knowledge were kind of you know what people were interested in all of a sudden you know what I mean so I really loved it for that and it also they kind of kind of just felt like my people as well the people who were into Eurovision like you're one of us those were Exactly. Um, so yeah, and like I grew up, you know, with notions of wanting to do it and thinking how amazing it would be to represent your country. But like, I think it's just one of those things that as you get a bit older, those kind of things just kind of slip away a little bit, you know what I mean? And they're not at the front of your mind. But mm. then when I asked to do it, that all came flooding back. And <laughs> I was all of a sudden like, just absolutely, you know, fantasizing about doing it because like, there are so few opportunities to represent your country like that. You know what I mean? And that would be really special to me as much as anything else like you know really going out there and like you know showing Europe what Ireland can do and like being really proud to kind of you know down the tricolor and all that like <laughs> I would love to do it. That's class like I have to say as a, a really long time fan of the contest as well it's just lovely to to speak to a potential representative who is so excited and enthusiastic about the opportunity Um, what what would you say your feelings are about the general perception of Eurovision in Ireland? Because I don't know if the general perception matches mine or yours out in the the general public. (laughs) Uh, We're mavericks, the two of us. Um, I think, (laughs) I think the problem is whether it's conscious or subconscious, I don't know, but I think Ireland really remembers when it did well and it remembers what it did when it did well. And I think that there is, um, there can be an inclination to try and just repeat that recipe again. Like it worked before, so why wouldn't it work this time? And like, I, I understand that, but I think like the Eurovision has changed. It's not the same competition that it was in the 80s and the 90s. It's 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 evolved into a different beast. And the show back, the competition back then was great, but the competition now is great as well, but you just kind of need to embrace it. And like, I feel like there's a little bit of resistance in, in general in Ireland are kind of pulling away from it. And I think that's a mistake. Like there's no reason that Ireland can't go out there and, and compete with the rest of Europe in, and, and perform across the board like you have to it has to be a good song it has to be a good production like we can do all of those things but I just think we need to kind of embrace it and I think there could be I think the culture on like 
the radio scene and stuff could be improved. Like the songs are released on radio, but it's not necessarily on on music stations. You know what I mean? Like I think we should be hearing these Euro songs on Two FM. I think they should be the songs that are, you know, that 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 the nation is listening to and that they can feel really engaged in it. And and actually, I think that's one of the very positive things about Euro song actually because when the public is involved in the picking of the song, you get a bit more of a sense of ownership of it then. And then you're more interested mm-hmm. when it actually comes to the, to the, to the actual Eurovision. And then you'd be more interested in it next year. And I think it, it can build that way. And I just think we kind of need to um, just embrace it. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. It would be brilliant to have that, that radio play and that, that public backing that you you've mentioned. It's, it's so important. And, that's what happens in a lot of other countries. I think, you know, it's something maybe we've struggled with a little bit um, in recent years in Ireland. Um, and you've mentioned a little bit how you feel about the song. Can you tell us a bit more of how you feel about the song and maybe what your vision for it is? I know you can't maybe explicitly tell us what we might see on Friday in the Late Late Studio, but how do you feel about the song and what what's, what's the vision you have with it going forward? So the song is basically kind of following this night of, uh, of a young couple and let's say, you know, uh, in the throes of passion. <laughs> and like, I have, I've got a really clear uh, image in my mind of how it could translate to an arena stage at the Eurovision. But the thing is, that's not where we're at yet. We're at the Euro song, which is in the Late Late Studio, and it's a totally different kettle of fish. Like, so if you try and do a kind of a watered down version of of an arena performance in the Late Late Studio, I think you'll I think you'll you'll fall flat doing that. So what I'm trying to do is trying to create a performance that will that will land and resonate in that environment and with the Late Late Show audience and the general Irish audience. Um, so I've got some great dancers doing it. I've got a really good kind of production team on it. I've got a really good uh, choreographer. Like all the all the bits are in place. It just has to, you know, come off on the night. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's a, it's a different setting altogether, the Late Late Studio. Um, but it sounds like you have a great team behind you, which is which is great to hear. And um, as you've mentioned, Nicky Byrne being one of them, and he competed for us in 2016 with his song Sunlight. Has he given you any advice or has he kind of prepped you for the world of Eurovision at all? He he has and he hasn't. So like the thing about Nikki is like there are very few people actually in the world who are as qualified as he is in terms of large scale concerts. Like, Big Westside fan over that- here. <laughs> like he knows that world like the back of his hand you know what I mean so where he's great is he's good at giving me like little bits of of almost kind of technical advice you know what I mean and 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 I'm hoping that it'll help me kind of skip past some of that learning curve in the first place and get rid of some of those teething problems but equally having said that he's very keen for me to do my version of this you know what I mean he's not trying to create I was going to say a a young Nicky Byrne I'm not even that much younger than him I'm just less (laughs) successful he's not trying to like model me on him or anything he's just being uh really supportive and and given some really good kind of little tidbits along the way and how are the rehearsals going we've only got what t minus 48 hours to go how's it all going this week for you God, I hadn't quite thought of it that way. Um, yeah, it's all going good. <laughs> no pressure. Like, it's, all, <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all where it should be. Um, and I'm confident that it's that it's uh, that we've made the right choices in, in in what we're doing. So we just need to have a bit of faith in that. And hopefully it'll resonate with with the public. 
I'm sure you'll do an amazing performance. We know you're brilliant live, but um, yeah, I, I, I hope you'll really enjoy it. And another thing I think is so important for artists to know is once you join the Eurovision world, you're kind of in it forever, as in in a good way, you know, whether, you know, you're in the national selection or beyond at the Eurovision stage, you've got these new fans and uh, people who've heard your voice who'll follow you along forever. So I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, I feel really lucky to be kind of part of that Eurovision community because it's amazing, like, and people, and they're so, and people are so passionate, like, they really are, like, Big they time. just want the best, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think that that's really admirable. And I'm, and I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity to kind of at least dip my toe into it. Brilliant. And um, Patrick, I want you to imagine this. It's Friday night. You have just won Eurosong. You've won the national selection. You're going to be representing Ireland in Eurovision. What is the first thing you're going to do to celebrate on Friday evening? Should that happen? Um, I think I would I would just have a very quiet drink with my girlfriend because she has just been so tolerant, I think is probably the best word to use. Like just really supportive and great because like this kind of stuff is stressful, man. Like as much as I try and say that, it, that it's, you know, that I'm relaxed and chill, but and I am to a degree, but like, you know, it weighs on you and it's been, you know, I've known about this for quite a while. So it's been kind of an ongoing thing. So I, uh, yeah, I would, I would just try and um, repay her somehow. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Well, that's great to hear. And listen, we're wishing you all the best of luck here at Eurovision Weekly. We hope that your performance goes really well. We can't wait to see it. And yeah, the very best of luck from us here. Thanks so much. I can't wait to do it. And that was Patrick O'Sullivan speaking to Louise earlier this week. But yeah, what did you think of his comments about, you know, the perception of the contest and obviously the little hints of the staging that he will be performing tomorrow night with? Yeah, lovely man. Lovely man. He told me I had great taste. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, no, his comments on, on the perception of the contest, I think, are spot on. Um, and it's it's a good indication of how he'll treat the opportunity going forward, should he go for us. So yeah, best of luck to you, Patrick best of luck Patrick and thanks a million for coming on the show right song two now is Ashes of Yesterday by Janet Grogan you might recognise the name she was on the X Factor and also the last singer standing the same show as Patrick O'Sullivan she also has Eurovision experience too she was a backup singer for Rhino Shocktancy back in 2018 and also for Nikki Byrne back in 2016 as well but she's back to do it on her own with Ashes of Yesterday here it is on Eurovision Weekly run away run away Try to act like everything's okay Take the pain, feel the shame Try to shout, but all in vain Push it down, so used to hide in pain Now ask yourself, am I insane? All of the words got inside of your head You gotta wipe off the tears you shed Gotta get up now and march ahead You're so much better We'll light a fire in ashes of yesterday Because we are fighters with bruises to erase Don't let nobody put us down, our voices here to stay Because we are fighters, we're lighting a fire in ashes of yesterday to face another day feeling brave cause words can bring you down now nothing they say will ever change 
Feel like there should be like a mic drop at the end of that or something it's just yeah. real like empowering there you were jamming along there Do absolutely you know, loving it it hits differently in the studio no it does i i enjoy are you that. having a change in mind louise i have a whole lot to say oh yeah well kick things off go on you know from my first listen of this um being very honest here and just looking at it for what it is it's a it's a competition mm-hmm. um and also, moving on from that competition, something, you know, we want to have a winner that does well in Turin in May. I don't know. I find the song a bit safe. Um, there's The thing is, there's nothing wrong with it. Janet is amazing. She's brilliant live. Um, I just don't know if this is different enough for a big international competition. Does it stand out um, much for like an Irish song? Yeah, and it's kind of a disservice to Janet, really, in my opinion, because I think she's such a talent, and we we know that for a fact. She's proven it time and time again on live TV, you know. Um, but I in the studio there, I was really jamming and really enjoying it. So I'm actually, you know, tomorrow again, as we said with Patrick, it's going to be super interesting how this is presented. This definitely has scope for like backing singers, you know, like clapping. Very the mamas. Yeah. But try yeah. and make it unique though, in a way. Totally. Take what worked from the mamas and I think use she it could feed her. off the studio audience. It'd be very like I'm I because of my reaction to that in the studio here, I wonder what a studio audience really get behind mm. get behind that, you know? And we know Janet is so likable. She has such charisma. What are your um, thoughts on her being the bookie's favourite at the moment? Yeah. Can you understand it, or are you are you a bit kind of surprised with it? I'm a bit surprised, although I would say I think she's going to get some jury love. Okay. I I definitely think juries will really respect her voice and the craftsmanship involved in this song. It has like ma- the mamas, as we've mentioned before, are very similar, and it's that kind of jury appeal. Feel good, like what's not to like about a lovely, talented woman singing a happy song? You know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree. You know, I think for me, it didn't. It, 
on first listen, it doesn't impact me a lot mm. in comparison to some of the other songs. But I definitely think I agree with you there in terms of listening to the studio there. You can definitely feel just with that audience, you know, with that live mm. element, similar to Patrick, it might come alive. Glow live. sticks. I want glow sticks. Glow st- <laughs> I don't know why that just came into my head. I felt I should say it. Just glow sticks. Glow sticks. I don't know. You just you sound like a mad woman there. Glow sticks. Glow sticks. Glow sticks. This is why you don't let me on the radio. Um, <laughs> her danger is being forgotten. Really? Yeah. That's okay. the danger. I think I agree with you though as well. Uh, that you know, I think Janet is amazing. I think she deserves a better song. If I'm if I'm honest. But yeah. Best of luck to Janet though. You never know what will happen with 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 Euro's song. It's a. <laughs> It's a car crash. Chaos. Car crash TV, but... Oh, yeah. Chaos, car it. crash, whatever you want. Yeah. We're here for yeah. it. We're here for it. Anyway, we're moving on to song three. Now, we don't need to introduce this song because we'll let the man do it himself. Here it is. Here's song number three for tomorrow night. Real love with the wrong ones. This is Brendan Murray and you're listening to my song, Real Love, on Eurovision Weekly. Why are we always running in circles? Why does it seem like nobody lets go? I've been moving on But part of you lives on Do you feel it too when it's not sitting right? Cause I know it well, it keeps you up at night And I hope that I'm not alone
That was Brendan Murray, Real Love on Eurovision Weekly. Louise, kick it off. What did you think? That was a song. Um, <laughs> Not a fan. Do, well, do you know, again, like everything just sounds really good in this studio. I don't know what it is. Um, I did, Yeah, I enjoyed it more than my previous listens. Um, Brendan, Brendan's voice is obviously the standout thing here. He has such a, a distinctive sound. Um, yeah, I can't believe he's come back. He's not maybe the first person I would have thought would come back mm-hmm. to Eurovision for Ireland. Um, his interview with you, from what I know, from what you've told me, it sounds really interesting. He's kind of coming back in his own terms a little bit more this mm-hmm. time. So, you know, good for him. Um, he co-wrote the song as well. Um, it is a lovely song. I don't know, for me, if it goes on enough of a journey. Um and I think I, I just don't imagine what they can do with this on stage. I, I I predict it is going to be him and hopefully some lights and some <laughs> camera angles. But um, the basics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Basic palette and a bit of singing on the side and. You know, I, I don't think this is the winner. I'm sorry. I know there's some Brent, Brendan Murray fans out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just not one of them. Um, but great, great super talent. Yeah. And he seems like a, a really great guy. Fair use to him for coming back. and Yeah, exactly. You know? It's always hard. I spoke with him in the interview about that and we'll play a sn- snippet of it in a minute. But it is hard for an artist to come back because yeah. it com- it's like a lot of pressure and a lot of, mm. you know, similarities people like distinguish between the people last are entries kind of compare. exactly yeah. so i think fair play f- to him for mm. coming back but um he does talk about a possible revamp mm. if he does win okay. he has said that he will be playing the original that was released has he not revamped this a few times he has now? in fairness to him but he like he's you know, becoming he's... the czech republic a bit you know <laughs> benny like... christo 2022 yeah. <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> but yeah no he is um he is going to revamp it again okay uh, that he said but you can hear that from for yourselves but but earlier this week I got the opportunity to sit down with Brendan Murray and discuss Eurosong Eurovision 2017 and why he is back here is the full interview with Brendan Murray how are you Brendan I'm good now Connor how are you man not too bad not too bad firstly how are you you know it's been a crazy couple of months between you know entering Eurosong being selected as a finalist and now obviously we're with rehearsals uh, so how are you doing <laughs> Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. I've just been. Um, I, I've now that everything's opened. Um, I can finally look forward to gigging again and stuff like that. And just you know, um, yeah, just getting back to what it what it used to be. Uh, you know, it's it's been a long, it's been a long two years. Two is it two years now? Yeah, two years. Two years yeah. Um, since COVID, like so. Yeah, just delighted to see everything back open now. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted delighted to be involved in your song this year as well. Um, you know, obviously I did it back in 2017. So uh, yeah, I, you could say I've been a fan ever since. <laughs> definitely I know you were out gigging on in Galway on at the weekend I know a couple of Irish Eurovision fans had approached you and were talking yeah. to you they're the famous Irish cousins if you haven't met us but I'm sure you'll get to know us more <laughs> a lot yeah, of look, yeah. I was talking away to them because I didn't realise I, I like a lot of people didn't know that I was doing your song and all this and a few people came up to me and I was like oh thanks very much you know I was like make sure you vote for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so Obviously, you're back gigging. How was that experience? You know, like you said, two years not without an audience or doing online stuff. What was it back? What was it like to be back with an audience and you know, feeling the audience with songs and stuff? Yeah, it's mad. It's it's just like it was like COVID never happened. Uh, to really, it's just yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, it, it's it's always <clears throat> there's no better feeling than buzzing off a crowd. 
um, for for me anyway, I think. And just, um, yeah, I mean, like over, over lockdown, you know, I tried doing like some, some Instagram lives and stuff like that and Facebook lives, but it just wasn't the same, like, you know, but then, you know, you have to, you have to give the people what they want as well. So exactly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if it, if it ever touch wood, hopefully it never comes to that again, but, um, you know, um, it's, it's great. Like, you know, I'm absolutely delighted to be back again and, uh, long may continue. Before we obviously get talking about real love, I can't not to ask you about 2017 and dying to try. What was that experience like as a whole? You know, it's five years now. How, how, when you look back on it, how do you feel? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's mad. Like a lot, a lot of people, I suppose a lot of people forget that I did Eurovision because I suppose I did X Factor a year after. So a lot of people, it was nearly like that page was torn out of the book and thrown away. Like, you know, but like, you know, I'd never, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, um, it was a great experience. Um, I was only, I was only 19 when I got the call to do it. Wow. Um, so like, and I was just after, uh, leaving hometown as well, but we all, we all took a break, like, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I got the call and, um, I suppose I didn't realize how big the opportunity was until I actually went to Eurovision. And when I seen like the whole setup and everything, it was just, the production is crazy. It's just, you know, it was mind blowing to be honest. And just to be in the middle of it was, uh, was great. Um, personally, I, I would have liked to have, um, been involved in picking the song a bit more. Um, that was that was Louis's call. Like Louis picked the song, and picked me as the singer. You know, so um, yeah, I would love to have went with a better song, but um, yeah, we still went there and we we flew the flag and we did our best. But uh, yeah, it was it's definitely definitely one of the two best. It was the best two weeks of my life, I'd say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So as you touched on there, you were obviously chosen by Louis Walsh, and he chose the song, like you said. Now looking back, you know, five years later, you're back with Real Love. This is a song that you've co-written yourself. Do you feel more comfortable now with the song that you have co-written or, you know, it's actually written by you? Do you feel a more of attachment with this song as opposed to Dying to Try? Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I suppose the inspiration for the song came, um, I was doing, we were doing a lot of Zoom sessions online and um, I, I got talking to this guy called Daryl Coyle and he, Real Love was actually the first song he sent. He sent me, um, like he just had a rough idea of it. Um, and then I was, I just remember the, I remember the chorus, Real Love with the wrong ones. And I just remember that's, that's, really special um so then we ended up finishing the song um and like this this is going back a year ago like and then we held on to it and you know i think for me it's it's you know if you can connect with the song with lyrics i feel i feel this song in particular i, I connect with it really well um then you know i think that's very special so yeah i think i think this song in particular i think it's very special and i i think it's good enough to go forward uh for ireland and i think it, it could do even better so, you know, you're back with Real Love, like I said, but can you tell us exactly the meaning behind the song for people that might not have listened to it yet or just what does it mean to you personally? Yeah, well, I suppose um, I actually, I asked, I was talking to Daryl about this as well, like, and I was like, because obviously I was trying to kind of reflect on like, you know, relationships that I had and stuff like, and I was like, to, I was asking Daryl, what, what do you, like, what's the song mean to you? Like, and just, uh, he said like, you know, the song is just kind of about, um, you know, not realizing what was right in front of you the whole time. And, you know, just me come, you're making, you're coming up with excuses just to not, not try and fall in love, you know, and then you just put it to one side and then you come to that realization that you should have said what you felt a long time ago. I mean, I'm, I'm only 25, like and I've, I've had like, I've had a few relationships in the past, but I think for some people as well, they're, they're nearly afraid to kind of take that step as well. And, uh, you know, it, sometimes they just, they just want to ignore it and live their life and, you know have the crack so yeah, i think <laughs> i think i think i think it's very relatable to for a lot of people you know not many artists return to eurovision or try and go for eurovision again because like you know a lot of pressure comes with that there's a lot of comparisons between previous entries and stuff what 
made you decide to do Eurovision again? Because, you know, you could have said, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to submit again. What was, you know, the inspiration behind coming back and trying again? Yeah, well, I suppose, I don't know. When, when I when I did it back in 2017, I kind of felt, I felt a little bit that I was hard done by, um, kind of, because, you know, I, we were only, I think we were only like 10 points short from qualifying as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were, we were really close, like, and um i just you know a lot of people a lot of people said like you know you deserve a second chance and whatever like and i was like oh thanks very much and then kind of after that i just i I had no intention on um going back and then i kind of when i watched it a few years after me then i seen a lot of previous contestants going back like i think there was um there was a guy from finland uh he won no was it finland or norway no no it was norway, norway. alexander yeah, right Alex- back. yeah I seen, he went back in 2018 and he yeah. won it in 2009 i think mm. and then there was another guy in my year as well i think he's from hungary uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, now. Josie Papai. He yeah, 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 he had a really cool song in 2017. And I think he went back in, was it 19? Yeah, 19. 19, yeah. So I was kind of like, you know, and obviously I know they did a lot better, but, you know, when I seen them going back, I was like, why can't why can't I go back and give it a go as well? Very so, true. Uh, yeah, like to be honest, when I sent in the song, when I submitted the song, you have to submit the, you have to submit the song, then the composers. And then it came to the, the singer then as well. And I was like, um, well, said my song my voice is on the demo so I'll just put me down and see and uh, to be honest I, I didn't know I didn't think what was going to come of it because we didn't write it for Eurovision and I know I know a lot of people kind of say you know a lot of people can be picky when it comes to Eurovision songs because they can a lot for my own in particular a lot of people think it's not a Eurovision song but um you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of like what what is a Eurovision song nowadays exactly you know? nowadays it's, it's any song can do in Eurovision it doesn't have to be a particular formula at all Exactly, yeah, yeah, 100%. You've experienced your vision before. Is there anything in particular back in 2017, you know, that you've learned that you, if you do get to go to Turin, that you will, you know, do again? Or is there anything that you wish that you've done back in 2017 that you will do in Turin? Yeah, well, I think, I think this time around, um, if, if I do, if I do go forward, I think this time around, I have a bit more of a say, because the last time I, you know, everything was kind of done for me. And I kind of didn't have much, I didn't have a whole lot of an input. And, you know, um, my backing singers were picked for me, everything like, you know, everything was being done. Like, so, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stepping up a bit more now. And, you know, th- this this is my chance to kind of do it on my own and kind of call the shots. So that's kind of what I really want to do. And especially with my own song as well. It's um, it feels a bit more special this time around. Definitely. So Friday night is, of course, the big night. Uh, how are you feeling? You know, it must be nerve wracking that it's after all this time, it's finally, finally here. I know it's crazy. Uh, t- to be honest, I haven't like... I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kind of say like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you Brush know. it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, that's, that's kind of, because a lot of people are saying that, oh, you, you seem like chill or relaxed now, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, like, but you know, obviously when, when it comes, when it comes to Thursday, the nerves are going to kick in and I am going to be nervous, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just taking it day by day and taking it in my stride. Um, you know, I, I think the song is good enough to do it. Uh, but you know, that comes down to the public vote as well. So I just hope people can, you know, hope people can relate to the song as I did. Definitely. Of course, there's an international jury now too. Do you feel that, you know, you kind of have a slight advantage because of your previous experience? You know, people might recognize you more because of 2017. Do you think that will play more into your favor? Yeah, it's 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 hard to know really because like I um like especially from doing it back in 2017, like I don't know, Portugal won it that year. And I, I don't know where Portugal hot favorites to win. No, came out of nowhere. 
that came out of nowhere and he just stood out on the stage and like after everyone seen him perform everyone was like oh yeah that's that's the winner like you know so i think i think it comes down to the performance like on on the night i think it comes down to that like and that that's something i've learned as well like you know that you know you can't go by bookies or you can't go by exactly you know, critics or what they're saying like you know so i'm i'm not i'm not even thinking about that like i'm just going to go out give it my best and i hope uh, i hope i win yeah, I hope I win over the two juries and I hope I win over uh, the public vote as well. Staging nowadays takes is a very important aspect to performances. I know you can't tell us much, but is there any kind of hints that you can give us towards, you know, your staging on Friday night? Is it going to be simple, you know, you just singing the song or is it going to be something chaotic, you know? Yeah, your... okay, yeah, yeah. Hamster wheel in the middle of the... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have, yeah, so I'm going to have uh, keys, guitar, and I'm going to have two backing singers as well. So... Yeah, the lovely guys, great team. Um, and yeah, I think we're just gonna for the stage and yeah, we we figured out a few color themes and stuff like that, and if you and some lighting as well. I think we're gonna really keep it simple and just we're gonna just I'm gonna keep it as simple as and perform the song as best I can. I mean, if you, if you look at it, if you look at it this way, you know, look at look at your song and your vision as two separate things, and that's what that's what I've looked at as well. Like I I'm not sure if many people have heard the. I, I like released a revamped a revamped version of Real yeah. Love. I was gonna ask you about that in a second with the yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, you know, I think we were we were cutting a deadline as well for when to have the songs out, and you know, the first version we got it to, we felt like we got it to a good place, but we all said it could be a lot bigger, like it could it could be better, um, so that's what we did, like from then onwards when we released the song, and yeah, I think I think it's changed a few opinions about the song as well, and the way I was like, the, yeah, the way I was looking at it is we'll we'll use the first version for the Euro song, and then the revamp version going forward, we'll use that for. Your vision, if if and when we get there, but I mean, I still think there's room to grow for the song as well. I think the production can be a lot bigger, and I think it can be, I could, yeah, I think it'd be a lot better. So possible revamp, even if you get to Turin. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Like, I wanna, I wanna go in the studio and rip it apart and just, you know, just um, wow. revamp it all together. So of course, if you get the ticket to Turin, if you get to fly the Irish flag again, how will you celebrate if you win Euro Song on Friday? What will you be doing afterwards? Oh, I'd probably I'd probably end up on the lash to be honest. I'd probably, <laughs> more than likely, more than likely. As you should, as you should. I'd, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, no, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's call it, yeah, call it spade, a spade. <laughs> well, yeah, ah, no, no. beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, to to get to go there once is great. To go there twice, you know, and it, with your own song as well, you know, that's for me that's special. Like you know, so yeah. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna if we do get the ticket to go to Turin, of course I'm gonna celebrate and yeah, definitely I'm gonna celebrate. As you should. Yeah, exactly. I think I think everyone else would do the same as well. So, yeah. Oh, but, I uh, say so. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge if we get to it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Brendan, for joining me on Eurovision Weekly. It has been great to have you. Best of luck for Friday. Before I let you go, is there you ten seconds now to you know talk to the audience and say whatever you want to say ahead of Friday? Yeah, absolutely. No, guys, uh, to anyone out there listening um, and to all my supporters who have followed me since 2017, thank you so much. Um, I hope you like the song. And yeah, I hope you can all vote for me on uh, the 4th, Friday the 4th on the Late Late Show. So thank you so much and big love. Yeah, interesting little topics there about 2017. I really liked what he said just there at the end. Like, what is a Eurovision song? Like, so true, Brendan, go off. Like, literally, <laughs> literally, that's one thing that I find, as a hardcore Eurovision fan, I find really hard when I hear people saying, oh, but that's not a Eurovision song. It's like, well, what is Eurovision? Exactly. It's, a, it's a good song that will be played on the radio. And that would go viral, like Man's gonna have like Duncan Lawrence has, etc. So you know, fair, fair decent for coming back. Fair I play. think so too. Yeah. Fair play. Right, we're moving swiftly on. Song number four is yeah, we're gonna get out of it. Miles Graham here on Eurovision Weekly. Are we gonna get out of it? Yeah, we're gonna get. 
I'm not good at navigating I love my mom, but she's a stranger Last thing I said, I'll see you later We're gonna get out of it We're gonna get out of it Can't lose my job, keep up my payments Maybe those things are overrated When other men have lost their patience I'm still standing, I am grateful For all of those faces Different places, mixing all different races Calling up faithful, singing How we gonna get out of it? Yeah, we're gonna get out of it How we gonna get out of it? Yeah, we're gonna get out of it Before I'm faded I figured out it took me ages If you're just coping on the surface Free yourself cause you deserve to see All of those faces Go all different places Mixing all different races Calling up faithfuls You can finish your stories It could be glorious I know that we're is yeah we're gonna get out of it miles graham song number four on eurovision weekly louise <laughs> you love the song i don't know why you're quiet you actually really <laughs> like it so lads i can't fucking believe he ended the pandemic oh my god <laughs> the song dropped no. and then the doll were like listen lads you can go to the pub it's you the miles graham effect you can go to coppers yuppa we're getting out of it right um <laughs> Yeah, I I do like the song. It's you know it's up that kind of street of if you're somebody who likes you know AJR, that band in the US and that kind of I don't know that choir effect. I I I do really like. I just I love happy songs. Like I'm an absolute devil for them. Um. So yeah, I just I don't know what he's gonna do with it tomorrow. 
That would be my big concern. He has trumpets I've seen on his Instagram. That's that's one thing anyway. Oh, trumpets. flashback to embers. Mm, Twenty trumpets hanging. Is it going to go on fire? Um, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I to be honest, I, I really don't want this to win. I don't don't think this is going to do Ireland any favors at Eurovision. This is more like a radio song to me, or like an album track, um, or an elevator music. Or- <laughs> Okay, well, I think it's Connor's turn. Yeah, right. We're moving on to uh, Rachel Good. I'm loving me. Here she is to introduce her song. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Rachel Good here, and you're going to be listening to my new single, which is I'm Loving Me for the Euro song. On the race to reach tomorrow, city lights turn into stripes. When I'm sending off my tears into the night. Good Woo! real love on Eurovision bop, Weekly. Bop, 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 Absolute bop, 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 bop. tune. Bop, bop, bop. I was just tune. raving to that. Raving. Raving. 
What are your thoughts? Is oh. it right for Eurovision? Should it be representing us? It's it's a little piece of schlager beauty, isn't it? So baby, hold on for the ride of your life. Flashbacks. Um, In case anyone knows, like it is written by <laughs> She's just not singing the right for the crack. <laughs> yeah, what, what's it? Um, Poland 2021. Shout out to Rafa. Do you know, I think if you're playing these six songs to your average non-Eurovision fan in Ireland, they're going to go, oh, this is so Eurovision because it has that Scandi sound. Um, is it right for Ireland? I mean, there's nothing to say we can't send a Scandi pop entry like this. It's really fun. They could have great crack with this on mm. stage. Like, there's so much potential for what Rachel and her team could do. Um, Is it most representative of Ireland? No. So, like, does that necessarily matter? No. no. So it depends maybe what you're looking for out of your Eurovision entry. If you're just looking for something that's a bit of a bop and is a good time, like, this is a great song. And there's definitely supporters out there, definitely. you know. Um, sure, Instagram, Facebook is filled with ads, so she's definitely doing everything she can to... Our Rachel's face is everywhere, exactly. like... As she should, though, like, if you get this opportunity, She'll you know. She'll be the face of Supermax next, you know, she's from Galway, like... <laughs> Shout out to the Galwegians out there. Brenda Murray be getting jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> Splitting Real the Galway <laughs> Down in Connemara Bay. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. It's it's a good one. What do you think, Connor? I Yeah, I like it. It's a good bop. Um, Rachel's voice as well. It's interesting because obviously she's not, you know, pop wouldn't be her genre usually. Country? Country would be her main one. I know with the interview with Ava, she does discussed that a lot so um it is interesting to hear a kind of an alternative look at the at the at rachel, at the Connor, rachel. What? imagine you and me on a eurovision night out and we're up at the bar and rachel good comes baby on guinness. with the baby guinness and i will throw myself across the dance floor to this song no I'm doubt sure half I'll the be cousins pulling... will be joining you <laughs> I, don't, I think luke will probably shout be... out to luke <laughs> shout out to dar shout out to michael we'll be dragging them all onto the onto the dance floor won't be able but anyway like i said earlier Ava sat down with, well, she Zoomed with Rachel Good earlier this week to uh, discuss Eurosong and, you know, Eurovision in itself. This is Ava, and I'd like to give a huge warm welcome to Rachel Good, who was one of the six contestants for Ireland's Eurosong, Irish, Ireland's national final for the Eurovision. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> sure, you're very busy with all the preparation for the show on Friday. It's so busy. Um, yeah. It's been it's been really busy and I, it's been quite hard because the songwriters are obviously based in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So I I obviously there's a lot of things I need to organize, you know, on my own um, because they obviously can't be here. So it is quite has been quite a stressful few days um, because obviously now I'm allowed dancers. Ooh, so, yeah, so we've been trying to kind of obviously get a routine together and um, sort out like outfits and, you know, like with things being quite last minute, it's very hard to get things because obviously, as you know, in Ireland, we can't really get next day delivery only on like mm-hmm. two websites. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite hard, but hopefully it'll all fall into place. It's very exciting. I'm so excited to see you perform uh, tomorrow night. Um, so before we actually get into the Eurovision talk and Eurosong, we'd like to get know a bit more about you. So who is Rachel Good, for example? Like, where are you from, etc.? Okay, so I'm from Ballinasloe in County Galway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a small little town in the east of Galway, and it's amazing little town. I love it. I love being from here. The people are just so supportive. Like, it's amazing. Um, I, hmm, let me think now. So I grew up singing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've been singing all my life. I sang in my children's folk choir and I used to get all the solos kind of when I was in school and in the school plays and stuff like that. Um, and it wasn't then until I was, suppose I was a bit older that I went and then kind of got my voice trained because I was able to sing anything like my parents used to listen to they were massive kind of country music and Irish folk music fans mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up singing a lot of that stuff and that's kind of the genre I sing but I also sing classical um because my mum used to love Charlotte Church so like one minute I was able to sing like the Spice Girls and next minute I was able to whack out like Piezu and my mum was like this is really strange uh, so I went and got <laughs> training and yeah, kind of my my singing, I suppose, just took it from there. Um, I've a bachelor of music degree from DIT in Dublin, and I ha- also have a master's in opera performance from the Royal Welsh College of Welsh Music and Drama in Wales. And yeah, now I'm here. Now you're here. Yep. <laughs> um, you made it to the Eurosong. Um, what made you decide to enter the Eurovision? Was it something you've always wanted to do, or was it just something that happened in your career? Um. So. I was actually entered years and years ago when I was like 17 or 16 or 17 Um, and I think I got down to like the final 10 because I actually knew someone on the panel Um, and like I didn't know they were going to be on the panel it's just that they knew me and they happened to see my name and they were like oh I know her Um, and then they told me after but I was very young and um the song just wasn't obviously the right song at the time and but yeah this year is a little bit different because I didn't actually I wasn't actually entered on this song so this song came to me after the song was chosen uh, for the final and they had no Irish artist and then they found me. So that's kind of how I ended up uh, with this song. And how did that feel to know that you would be competing again in the Eurovision? What was that like when you got that text message or email or whatever? Um, oh my God, it was crazy. So like when I got the email at first, I nearly thought, you know, when you get these kind of messages and you're like, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought, oh, sure, there's probably like 20 other singers um that have got the same message um but it was just me at that moment and that had got the message so I was like oh wow because I was like when do I need to let you know by and they were like we really need to know like you know in the next two days or so and I was like oh okay um so yeah I was really shocked obviously I wanted to hear the song and make sure that first that I liked it and second that you know I was going to be able to sing it and that it suited my voice and all that kind of stuff um but like I was so excited like it's such an amazing opportunity I've watched the Eurovision like ever since I was a child and like it's such a massive stage and a massive platform and also it's a ma- it would be a massive honour like to represent the country so yeah I like I jumped at the chance. Definitely and um, could you talk maybe about the, the message of the song so I know it's like a very meaningful song like I'm loving me it's all about self-love and all did the mean message of the song draw you to choose it or like say yes to participating with it? Yeah, like it was a big part, I suppose, because I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for lyrics and, you know, I have to connect to a song b- before I can sing it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all about connection. And yeah, like you said, it is about loving, loving yourself. And that's a journey I think we all go on. Um, like self-love is so important. And, you know, they, that saying, like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. Um, and like I've been you know, I've been, I'm 30 years of age. I've been through so many stages in my life where I was unhappy in myself, in, you know, in life, in different things. And I'm finally at a stage now where I'm much happier in general in life. So it kind of connected with me even more 
because of that. And, you know, it's one of them songs, like, I don't think you could listen to it and feel sad. Like, it's, you know, it, especially because it's so boppy as well. Um, but also the lyrics are very positive. So, you know, it's a, it's a real positive song. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's quite actually a different genre. Like you said, you have a, was a bachelor's in operatic singing and performance and stuff. It's quite different to usual, usual genre. Um, the, the perhaps like uh, the different genre help you choose the song as well. Was that like something you want to do, try a different perspective than what you're usually used to? Yeah, so like I, I mean, I've been gigging for years and years, so I've always sang every genre, like, um, but like the ones I really kind of see myself as an artist are more of the folk and the country. That's kind of what mm-hmm. my artistry is. But I can't like I can kind of turn my hand to anything like I mean I I sing pop all the time when I'm when I'm doing gigs and stuff like that so it wasn't like it was a complete shock um but yeah like it was it was again like it was something different for me to I suppose release you know Mm -hmm. um no I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I did it like um I mean, I love, I love pop music and, you know, I was really happy, I suppose, that someone saw me as well for a good fit for the song, do you know? Mm -hmm, Definitely, yeah, your voice really suits the song. I was listening to it before this as well, just to refresh my memory. It's it's such a bop, like, you can't be sad listening to it, as you said. You have to, like, do a little dance. (laughs) It's very, it's a very Eurovision song. I can definitely see it, yeah. Like, as soon as I heard it, like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is, like, so Eurovision. Like, I could just... (laughs) I was imagining everything in that moment like you know and I was like oh my god yeah so like I suppose if the song wasn't if I didn't think the song was like right I I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't have done it but I loved the song mm-hmm. and I thought it was such a great fit for the Eurovision and I thought it would be so different for Ireland like I don't think Ireland will have had a song like this before. No we have a lot of very sort of melodramatic music and it's very like folk music there's a piano but this is very it's, it's got kind of like an 80s feel to it yeah and it's quite European so mm-hmm. it's like very different and like you know that could go one way or the other you just don't know what way it would go but like maybe it's the change maybe it's the change we need exactly know? yeah it, it, it stands out definitely from our previous things so hopefully that'll catch people's eye so you must be very excited to be performing on Friday um live Okay, I can't wait to see the performance. Could you actually, you were saying at the start of the interview, you were discussing dancers and all that for the performance. Could you talk us through or give us any insight on the performance or is it also a surprise still? Um, no, I'm allowed to say a few things. So obviously, you know, there's going to be graphics. So there's kind of like neon vibes going on. Um, I have dancers, as I said earlier on. Um, we're hoping, you know, there might be a wind machine possibly oh, at hopefully. some point. Hopefully, but we don't really know if that's going to work yet. But you'll have a, a Celine Dion moment. Do that on TikTok. Know, it's like the I'm viral song. Dion, like, I'm literally obsessed with her. So yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Well, we're coming close to coming to the end of the interview now. So before we say goodbye, um, I'd like to give you a couple of seconds, like 10, 15 seconds, to to pitch yourself to the listeners and say sort of tell them why people should sh- should vote for you to represent Ireland in Turin this year. Well, firstly, I hope everyone tunes in and I hope everyone enjoys the show. Regardless of what happens, it's going to be a fabulous night on the Late Late. It's going to be, you know, a night of, um, I suppose, what's the word? To, you know, to celebrate Irish talent, you know, mm-hmm. and Irish artists that have been chosen. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song, I think, could be really different for Ireland. I think some people might think 
might be a bit scared because maybe it is so different but I'm like maybe we should really go there and just see if it works you know um it's also so it's so happy it's so positive it's so vibrant like I think it's such a great track so yeah I really really hope you'll I really hope you'll get behind me and and vote for um I'm loving me it'll be song five on the night oh I can't wait to hear it it's definitely it's an amazing song and I think it's a risk we should take so I'm Best of luck. I'm sure you'll do great. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Rachel Gude. There, we've been mispronouncing her name, apparently. So sorry, Rachel. It's Rachel, but it, this is not that her song is good. Rachel Gude. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Guys, it's hot in here. We've been here for a yeah. while. I'm getting delirious. <laughs> Real love is giving you the flushes. <laughs> oh, wow, Connor. Oh, wow. Putting words in my mouth. Speak for yourself, Connor. Speak no, thanks. No, thanks. But... Moving on to song number six. It's our final song. Here we go, Here lads. we go. This is probably gone down as, you know, the reaction has probably been crazy to this on Twitter and everywhere. In the fan community. In the fan community. Brooke pops off. Exactly. She does. You've spoiled it now. She's a legend. <laughs> she is an icon. She is the moment. Wait, 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 we need to play it first. We need to play it first. Okay, okay sorry. You're just, you're, excited. you're just excited for it. <laughs> But here it is. Here is song number six. Hi, everyone. My name's Brooke, and you're listening to Eurovision Weekly. Here's my new track, That's Rich. Take your mirror off the wall. Ain't she getting bored of your reflection? I'm tired of dodging all your calls. You want to be the center of attention. I'm getting sick now. Stop sending flowers. I'll just burn.
That is Brooke Scullion. That's Rich on Eurovision Weekly. Song number six <laughs> in Eurosong. Louise, kick it off. Woo! Jesus. Sorry. You've after blowing everyone's eardrums off. <laughs> Headphone warning. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm buzzing. I just gave a performance in oh, yeah. honour of that. I just sang through She the had the river thing. rock bottle out and all. And... At the river rock. I did. It was my microphone. Oh, listen. Listen. Brooke is going to bring it tomorrow. She is the promo queen. Like, I don't know what team exactly are behind her, but she's been on, like, every radio station in Northern Ireland. She's currently, as of this very moment, making her way through big music stations in Dublin. She was on 2FM today. Spin 103 at 7. huge music station. Um, Incredible. The song is just... It's not like, you know, we won't lose the run of ourselves. It's not a Eurovision winner. No. But at the same time, you have to look at where Ireland is. Like, we like we really are in the pits. Let's be real, this last decade. Like, not to go all serious for a second, but, like, as fans, like, it absolutely sucks, like, where we've been. And I just think, like, this is contemporary. It, you know, it's such a step in the right direction. If Brooke wins Eurosong and goes on to Eurovision, like... Look at the effort she's putting in Just in January and February. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Like what's she gonna do, Marte April, May? If she's our representative, she's gonna be incredible. She will give us a really good shot at qualifying. I firmly believe. Obviously, you can't know for sure how these things are going to go, but I think she would put her all into it. And I think ultimately, like, it would just be a great stepping stone to get more young interesting up-and-coming artists like her for Ireland I think that's the direction we need to go in there's so much talent in Ireland like we just need to tap into it more and it just sounds something a little bit quirky a little bit different and this is going to be so fun isn't it like Mm. she said she's going to have slumber party vibes it's going to be girly like you know kind of sassy and she's just full of personality the whole song is the performance surely will be you know, for me, this is outright tomorrow's winner. I haven't even seen mm. the performances, but it surely has, has to. to be. Has to be. Yeah. I just think, you know, this, you know, when you look at, you listen to a song, you just think you can do so much with it. Mm. I think that's rich. You can do so much with it. Like you said, it's not a winner, but I think if out of all the six songs, you look at them and you think which one sets you up best for years to come. And I think that is Brooke, mm-hmm. especially with the way she's like applied to her, herself towards just Eurosong. You know, imagine Eurovision. I said that to her in the yeah. interview as well. I was like, look what you're doing now. And then she actually made a funny joke. I think you'll hear it in the snippet now about a budget. She was like, oh, there's a budget for Eurosong and I'll blow the budget for Eurovision. So <laughs> she's, she, you know, she's in tune with what needs to be done. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, out of the six songs, it has to be, has to be the winner, I Queen. feel. You're not going to forget Brooke tomorrow. No, she won't. You're not. She won't let you forget her, I think. No. Certainly no. not. Now, bearing in mind, we like had a 10 minute limit, 12 minute limit. This interview went on for half an hour. She just could talk and talk for Ireland. This girl wants to go. Exactly. Now. I am super excited to be joined by a very, very special guest. She has taken the Eurovision fandom by storm since it was rumoured and announced that she might be taking part in Eurosong 2022. She has competed on The Voice UK back in 2020 and reached the final, but now she is setting her eyes on the Eurovision stage and hopes to represent Ireland with her absolute tune, That's Rich. Please give it up for the amazing Brooke Scullion. Welcome, Brooke. Are you going to insert like claps there? That was an amazing... <laughs> I wish, I wish. We'll, we'll do a clap for you now. We'll do a clap for yeah. you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm feeling really good. I'm doing, would you believe, a tax like VAT return right now. So my head is oh. 
scrambles. Yeah, it's really I did, good. I didn't expect that from you, though. Didn't no, expect I, that. Taking me away from it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, <laughs> so, you know, welcome to the show, of course. How are you firstly, like as a general, because it's obviously been a crazy couple of months between, you know, submitting a song for Eurosong, getting selected. Now you're in rehearsals and now what? When the show goes out Thursday, it's a day before, you know, the final. How are you, how are you feeling? Must be crazy couple of months. Everyone keeps ringing and being like, well, how are you? And every time it, my stomach like leaks up a wee bit into my throat. I feel so nervous, but it's only because I haven't got to Dublin. Like, okay. Heading down tomorrow, gonna have a choreograph like a, a session with my dancers. As soon as I do that, I feel like I can then envision what the performance is gonna look like because I can't see it and we're not dressed and we can't see what it's gonna look like. I can't physically imagine what it's gonna be. And when I don't imagine it, I get a wee bit nervous. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. It's I'm really nervous, but I know I won't be because I just want everything to be perfect. And as long as I know what I'm doing then I can I won't be nervous. I'll be really excited. And it was it happened the last time, like when we went down to RTE and got talking to everybody. I even managed to get a secret like prop tour with the boy oh. that owned the prop store. Oh, so wow. I was section. <laughs> I was messing about and I just really loved every minute of it. So I do think that I'm nervous now, but when I get there, it'll feel like it'll everything will feel right and I won't be scared of anything because it'll all be rehearsed. I just feel like mm. on the back at the minute because I want everything to be perfect and I'm not in control of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into your vision directly, how did you get into singing? I think every child, their parents just, they, they get born and their parents are like, this one will sing, I know this one will sing. And I suppose daddy had tried with the Holly, my oldest, my oldest, she's my child. My oldest. <laughs> <laughs> daddy tried with Holly, who's like, Holly's 25 now. They tried with Jade, but he tried with every single one of us. And I think I'm the only one that really went for it. Like he used to teach us, um, you are my sunshine. Maybe every family party, like someone, if someone got married, if someone got engaged, it would be like, big girls, come on to the top. You are my sunshine. And I want you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls were like, oh, daddy. And I was like, I'm eating it up. And um, I just, I loved it, but I never really took it seriously. I just always thought this was a fun thing to do in my community. So I did like little community um, competitions, like Blahi's Got Talent. And I went into school and did, like, I got the evil stepmother in, in Gretel, Hansel and Gretel in primary school. I was raging. <laughs> I was like, I was a bit more heavy set. And I was like, am I not fine enough to be Gretel? And then I went to um, secondary school and I did musicals and, you know, it never really took, I never took it seriously, but my music teachers sat my mommy and daddy down and were like, your daughter can sing. Like she it has potential, like a lot of potential. Like we see children coming through, there's 1400 pupils in this school. Like Brooke is, she's not like everyone else. Like she can yeah. actually do this. And they were like, okay. So I suppose it really, it all happened really organically. Like my friend and me were sitting in uni I hadn't been singing at this stage. Like I, I used to gig to pay for rent up in Derry and that was basically all I did. I never, I only went for the crack. Like I was in university mm. and um, I just, I, we seen a flyer and like from one of the, one of the bars and it was like Voice UK holding open auditions. She was like, go on, like go on ahead. We joked about it and we obviously applied for it and forgot the next morning. And then I had a phone call 
bye, Brooke. We're just waiting for you down in um, Fort Arts. And then I was like, Oh my god, I can't go. Yeah, what have I just done? <laughs> like, I, I can't go. Like I had I hadn't got anything prepared, like nothing. And then my but my um my classes are actually held in the same building. So we were waiting to go into class and he goes, Has anyone here I did, like anyone looking to addition to the voice? And I I thought my time slot was over. And they just pushed me and was like, This is Brooke. Yes, Brooke, come on, like we're waiting on you. And god. I that, so what happened was I sang an Adele song on karaoke. <laughs> and <laughs> do you have anything else like that? Anything more original? So I sang Hotel California by the Eagles. And I, and from that moment, look, I knew I didn't take it seriously before that, but I, I was like, right. Okay. This is a massive opportunity from that moment when I got selected for doing that, when I, I just, it spoke to me like, you know what, you know what you could do well, even get an addition that would be massive. Mm. So I kind of took it more seriously after that, but that's my journey. But so you obviously brought up the voice there and that's kind of segue into my next question. You competed on the voice in 2020. You reached the final as well, but you know, the experience wasn't a normal experience. Obviously COVID hit mm. that pretty hard in terms of you were waiting nearly what, a couple of months, wasn't it? For yeah, to actually compete at home. God, it must've been crazy. So what was that experience like, you know, sitting on this for, for that much, much time? I had the best time ever. Like <laughs> That's right. Imagine you're you're me and you've just gotten through to the semi-final and Mo rings me and he's expecting me to start crying because Mo was one of the boys that's um, the producers and he was like, mm-hmm. Brooke, we're so sorry. Like this is going to have to be put back. And I was like, oh my God, I get to live this for so much longer. The competition's meant to be over in two weeks and you're telling me I have to wait a few months. Of course. <laughs> of course. No problem. <laughs> as long as I can live in this bubble I will live in this dream bubble like how I got like a year more than anyone else ever mm. in the of it it just it blew my mind I was like it was meant to be over in March and it wasn't over until November I mean also Megan couldn't come back so my mentor was Megan Trainer. she lives yeah. in LA the pandemic stopped her from coming back so I had to basically coach myself pick my own some my own songs like she only was like yep whatever you want to do she I just got selfish and just picked every genre possible. But I just I just took every opportunity. Like it was it was merely a selfish opportunity for me to showcase my voice in every different genre and see which one does the best. So I just I just took free reign and I don't know if I would have got as big of an experience if Megan was there because whenever she walked in, she commanded the room and I had never got the opportunity to be in control of my own like you know my own fate in the show mm. it's, you'll do this you'll do this yeah where time it was like what do you want today so it was really cool really really cool I feel like I got um, a crazy experience and I also got to experience an audience and also no audience so I was prepared to give my all regardless of who was watching so look let's get into your vision it's the big elephant in the room at the moment a lot of people were surprised to see you, you know, submit a song because, you know, artists like you don't really necessarily go for Eurovision, for Ireland in particular. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to submit a song? What was the basis behind that? I have watched Eurovision from I was a baby. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, we would go on holidays and sit in the room and watch Eurovision. Like, it was massive. I just felt like Ireland held so much pride and they all religiously watch it. Like, even people today, they're like, oh, you could be the new Dana. I remember where I was when Dana won. Like they, they were fanatical about it. But then I feel like something changed, and everyone 
started to hate on Ireland a wee bit for like you know it wasn't really justified everyone has purple patches okay and Mm -hmm. I just feel like ever since Moniskin and on all these acts that are charting are are in Eurovision the song has still has became back to its prestigious like you know center where it was when I was growing up like I remember watching Lorde like representing Finland and Mm. Athens race I'm terrified I was absolutely (laughs) petrified I, I had dreams about it like I had dreams about everything but they were pinnacle like they kept mm-hmm. me up I suppose for me I always watched it and thought I'd love to do that and probably in my innocent mind I was like I'm gonna do that someday like you know I always thought it but as I got older you nearly become more realistic yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not but um the, look, look at you now look at you now yeah. one step away from it think when I think about that that is absolutely insane like it's not even funny that I'm at a shake wee bit when I think about it because it's massive and you know it it's such a it's such a it's a massive part of my childhood and to think that I could people in my area will look at me and think she's gonna be could be singing in front of 18 million people like that's that's not funny that's that's massive it's the biggest competition in the world mm. <laughs> be representing my country who are also the most like awarded at a country in in the history of i'm getting nervous just thinking about this and you I could know, possibly be doing it. it's like <laughs> you touched on it there you know there's a huge stigma now towards the contest in ireland and obviously the results don't help it and irish fans have tried to help but we understand what you're saying in terms of the contest we know we we're on your side we know that this is a huge platform for artists and I know obviously you touched on it there, you're aware of it, but if you are selected, I know you were even now you're doing an A with the only comedic on Eurosong, but if you are selected mm. as the representative, what will you do? What like will you just carry on doing what you're doing now? Or do you think, you know, is there anything else you can do to help change that stigma? Or is it just simply get a good result? I think there's two things that would happen. Firstly, this is the first time since 2015 that the public are having a say. That will automatically change the dynamic of everything once you you know yourself like if you enter a competition that you say you're going to religiously watch that show and see who won that competition mm-hmm. if people are going to vote and spend money to vote for me and i end up winning they're going to think where's that wee girl now i must watch that because i want to see how she does like yeah. I, it's you're automatically invested once you put money into something so i feel like that'll change it and secondly, I don't stop talking. So if I do go to any country, <laughs> I'm bloody going to make sure people know who I am. As and you I should. That thing, yeah. Like, and even that's what I was talking to the girl, Tish, who does my hair down at RT. And she was like, she's like, you've got the gift of the gab anyway. And then that, that's, she was like, you got down into the prop store. And she was like, no, nah, do you know what? You have a, you have a really good, really good personality for this. And, and you know I hope that sticks to me and I hope people can see how good of an opportunity this is for me and Ireland and I think I think fans understand that completely even by the short time that since it's been revealed that you are participating you know your mindset towards the contest I think people are loving this because you know beforehand people might not have taken it this seriously but it is so clear just for your own song in itself that you're taking it so seriously and god what we can only imagine what will happen if you get selected Imagine it's only a wee small budget now, but do you yeah. see boys? <laughs> oh. uh, it would go mental. I know that. I know that, and I definitely think that the performance that you see on Friday will only be a microscopic view of what could be possible. But that's that's on like everyone's gonna understand that. I think we're well aware of the the late late show. You know <laughs> the box that it is. You know, there's yeah, only so much you can do. 
yeah, stay within that box. But we'll be within that box. But I can tell you this, I'll put on a shoe on. So you could be poking out of the box trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's call it a let's call it a cube. <laughs> cube, yeah. That's Rich was obviously revealed a couple of weeks ago on the Ryan Tuberty show. But obviously you'd been hinting about it before. And I know you've said before that you might not have you shouldn't really have been hinting at it and people people kind of latched onto it and found out that you would be competing for Ireland a bit earlier on. The reaction, though, my God, I haven't seen a reaction for an Irish representative or a song that could be, you know, in the lineup for Ireland, like a reaction like yours in, in a very long time. How have you taken it? You know, it must be surreal to to see not just Irish people, but, you know, Europe, your your potential audience react to it. Right. Well, I didn't do, I didn't say anything, <laughs> right? I didn't, I did not, I did not leak anything. Like before RTE come for me, I did not say <laughs> disclaimer my, my song was actually leaked now there's a google docs folder and there's only me my manager and my producers that are linked to that folder unless my producers link leaked that song they leaked it and then i asked them i said how did you get this they said it came out in new zealand before it came oh, out yes 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 no in new zealand the song itself i love and i know that everyone might not love it but if you connect with that it hits so hard, like immediately mm-hmm. from the first bar. It's like, okay, I, I think I, I think I like this, like this, this guitar beat. Inst- instantly gripping. Yeah, it is. And it sticks in your ear, whether you like that or not, it is an earworm. Yeah. And to see the reaction on Twitter from different countries who have their own national selection, who have their own act, go crazy for my song. That was mental. That's when I thought, this is a whole different ballgame. I had no idea how fanatical the fans were. I got so many messages from like ESC, like all these different like like countries and different people being like texting me and being like, you're in our group chat. We talk about you. You're, this is great and all. And I was like, oh no, I I, I, sh- I did divulge too much because people are going to latch on to everything that you do. Mm. That's Rich is obviously your song. For people that, you know, who've been living under a rock and haven't listened to it or don't know the meaning behind it, what exactly is That's Rich to you? What does it mean to you? And what is the meaning of the song? It came from a place of, of like not despair because I just came out of a relationship, but I had nearly lost myself in the relationship. And obviously, as you can tell, I'm very, very <laughs> bubbly. And I wanted to write a song that would get me back from that place to being myself again I nearly wanted to laugh like it's meant to be comical I wrote the song last January and I suppose I was into a lot of 80s music I was listening to Blondie and I was listening to a lot of like older generations like I wanted to take 80s style with contemporary elements and make something that feels like you've heard it before with all like while also sounding really really fresh and charitable so i feel like i had crossed and blurred those lines very well so you know you tease you talked about it there you tease the performance for the late late show and you obviously have a certain budget but can you give us any details about it i know i've heard that there's going to be feathers there's dancers and there's crazy outfits that's what i've heard okay so yeah. is, is that and am i touching on the right things there or am i yeah you have You've been doing your homework. I've I have. I've, I've got my sources. I've got my sources. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped wee tiny t-shirts here and there. Now, the performance itself, I have I have these really massive heels that I'll wear for the PR, the promo. But I can't dance in those things. They are like, they're death traps. I put them on and went over my ankle and didn't tell anyone. I was like, yeah, they'll be fine. But they Ooh. won't be fine. But 
No, for the performance. So I've been actually dropping hints in my Instagram, like Taylor Swift, like what I said. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if anyone's caught on, but I've been wearing a certain object of clothing that will be very integral to the performance. You know, you, you've touched on it there yourself as well with the Late Late Show. You know, there's a certain age demographic that would watch it. Wouldn't mm. necessarily be a Eurovision audience, you know, week in, week out. Um, how you make sure, you know, in the past, up-tempo songs have, you know, fallen down when it comes to a live because, you know, as you said, the stage is small. There's only a certain amount you can do with it. How have you combated that in terms of that's rich? Have you, have you made sure to do anything that will stop that from happening? We've actually studied past performances on The Late Late Show and seen what went wrong and what worked well. So we've actually sacrificed big objects for the stage like obviously we had this thing in our mind because we were like looking ahead to Eurovision and seeing what would work well but we can't do that with the constraints of the performance on Friday so it's a six by four stage we've 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 marked it out and we've looked at what we could do we've actually had to sacrifice props in order to make the stage look bigger and also to help the dynamic of the dancers with me. I'm con- I'm using the dancers a lot more as props, more so than props, because okay. of what I can do in the time and in the space. It just, it'll look better. It'll look sleeker. It won't look crowded or clumped or stupid. So it's just what we've had to do for Friday, but it will give you a glimpse into what we could do. Let's say you're announced as the winner on Friday. Have you thought about plans? I know you touched on it there with, you know, what could potentially happen with staging, but, you know, what are your plans for Turin if you were to make it, you know, in terms of staging, in terms of, you know, some people have been asked about tweaking a song, even going on a tour of Europe with pre-parties and stuff. Have you thought that far ahead or are you simply focusing on Eurosong? I did not know that people went on tours of Europe. Mm. That is 100% my aim anyway. Like, I'm going to go to every single country that I can and talk to the president of every single country. <laughs> You'll be well I, able for it, Brooke, as well. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to learn the languages. <laughs> no, I have all these um, these crazy ideas. Obviously, we're going to work with like everyone. And, and if we get there, we're going to work with everyone and do the best we can, if not more. I've got actually... Dana is going to call me tonight. Oh, wow. So I'm going to ask her for advice. I was trying to put it off. You know, I was like, don't call Dana. Don't try and get in touch. You're looking too far ahead. But why not? And even if I get advice from her or something, I wouldn't have called her if I didn't get through. So I'm going to call her anyway. And it'll still be experience and it'll still be listening to her side of things. So I'm going to see what she did and see what we can do now, like in 2022 and with everything that's, Look, I don't know. I just know that if I get there, I'll do a bloody good job. Oh, top. I say so. If you win Eurosong and get the tickets you're in, how will you celebrate afterwards on Friday night? My hotel is the Dean and it is right beside oh. Copper Face Jacks. <laughs> you have to be over 23, Brooke. Over 23. Are you joking? Yeah, except on Sundays. But you can wait till Sunday if you want. But 23 is... Yeah, some news articles say I'm 23. Oh. And I just pop out the article... So you can be, you, you can be, uh, excuse me, I'm representing Ireland at Eurovision. <laughs> you can play that card. <laughs> how, do you, how do you think about Italy? <laughs> you ever been to Turin? <laughs> <laughs> so cop- coppers it is then. That's where the after party is. I don't know. My mum is coming and all, so I don't know what we'll do. So Brooke, finally, before I let you go, you have 10 seconds, 15 seconds now to talk to the audience. What would you like to say to them ahead of Friday? 
I just want to, I really just want to push how enthusiastic I am about this. I want to thank everybody for the hype so far. It's been absolutely crazy. But I want to let everybody know how seriously I'm taking this. Like, I, in my head, know what I can do for this country and, you know, bring us back to where we were. And not necessarily big-headed, but just really, really enthusiastic. And I feel like if you really want something enough, you can get it. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me on Eurovision Weekly. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you. Best of luck for Friday <laughs> and take care. Thank you so much, Connor. See you later. That was Brooke Scullion. Yeah, what Brooke. a pet. Brooke, see you in coppers. <laughs> yup, 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 yup. She's got the, she's like, she has her eye on the ball there, doesn't she? Oh, she there are so many just... different reasons for you to love oh, her right now. Like, she's, she's a breath of fresh air. Absolutely fantastic. She's a breath of fresh air. I mean, I know, Connor, you're the host here and like you're being fair and stuff. I am a guest <laughs> on this show. You can show say whatever you as want. As a Eurovision fan and I'm using my moment to say to the people of Eurovision Weekly and the listeners I should say of Eurovision Weekly vote for Brooke please vote for Brooke please 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 from the bottom of my heart well it is clear to see who Louise wants to win <laughs> tomorrow night but unfortunately that is all that we've got time for on this Eurosong 2022 special a huge thank you to Louise for joining me to fill in for Ava this week as co-host if you want to see more of Louise you can see her in action on Eurovision Hub on YouTube on Instagram and Twitter you can also follow Louise directly at Irlande Lupois on Twitter and Instagram for more Eurovision fun from her. Also, a big thank you to our interviewees this week, Rachel Goode, Brendan Murray, Patrick O'Sullivan, and of course, Brooke Scullion. Thank you so much for joining us, guys, and good luck to all of the six contestants participating in Eurosong 2022 tomorrow night. Don't forget, you can also access that on the RT player online. Just follow rt.ie forward slash player to tune into the action. And of course, we always want to hear from you. You can get us on all social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter at EuroWeeklyUCD. You can also follow us on Instagram at EurovisionWeekly, or you can contact us via email email eurovisionweekly at gmail.com but like i said that is all from us this evening on the show thank you so much for tuning in we will be back on thursday night at 7 p.m that's 8 p.m central eastern european time on belfieldfm.com or we'll be back next week as a podcast whenever it is available but from me louise and ava and everyone else on the team thank you so much for listening tonight take care and see you next week bye bye Listen live on Belfield FM, Thursdays at 7pm, or listen whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. Eurovision Week.